is, without the adversary, stories wouldn't exist. Not in literature and not in the waking world. This wonderful story that I've watched on television about five years ago. It's actually a short documentary that we're following <laughs> Japanese red beetles and for some reason that story stayed in my mind for so many years and it's something that I think about very often. Let me tell you the story and then tell you why. So Japanese red beetles are very large beetles and the mothers can produce up to more than hundreds of of children every year and it's the mother's duty to leave her burrow and search for fruit which the beetles feast on and she must find the fallen fruit in the fall and she must push it all the way back into her burrow to feed her children and she must do this every single day except the time when this mother had given birth it's already the end of fall and this and there's a scarcity of fallen fruit so every day the mother she travels and she finds the fruit she brings it back to her babies and every day she does it again but soon she has to go farther and farther away from the burrow to find more fruit and there's less and less as the days roll by she is not the only mother that has to feed her children there is a second mother that is also looking for some fallen fruit and they both happen to find the same fallen fruit so the first mother gets to it first and she's on her way to bring it back to her babies but the second mother realizing that there is no other fruit in proximity feels that she has to fight for what the first mother already found out of desperation the two battle and the second mother wins she steals the fruit from the first mother and returns home to her babies. The first mother looks around and there is nothing else to give to her children. She returns home empty-handed. Once she returns home empty-handed, she is shocked at the fact that her burrow is now empty. None of her children have stayed there. She had taken too long to return home. They were so hungry that they left while she was searching. Ironically, all hundreds of her babies, I don't remember specifically how many, all of them had fallen into the second mother's burrow. The second mother returns home with that fruit to find that her babies have doubled. They have devoured the fruit in mere seconds, and now she has to run out once more to find more fruit. She runs out, she manages to find more, runs out and, and goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. When she finally gives them their last fruit, she dies of exhaustion and the babies then feast upon her dead body before leaving the burrow and maturing into adulthood. That story <laughs> is strange. I agree it's strange, but the fact that this was a, a documented, small documented piece of what has actually happened in the waking world. And why was this so profound, such a profound story to me? For so many reasons that we think that we are above a certain system in the world and that it's it's interesting to find that even the smallest of creatures are a part of the system doing the right thing 
and being kindly to one another not stealing for example the repercussions that they face upon doing the wrong thing things like that and even the smallest of creatures go through struggles and they go through desperation and love for their children even and that's just something that was so impactful to me as a writer that when you see cartoons perhaps about animals or things that you wouldn't deem so so human there there is a sense of humanity in those beings in the waking world a cheetah for example fights to save her children's life in the same way that this beetle fought to feed her children and so forth and in every story that we're going to come across whether real or fictional we're going to come across pain why because there is no story that exists without pain and it's sort of silly because as a consumer we want to run away from what we find in the waking world we want to experience something perhaps light and airy something distinct from our reality and then we find a story that we love characters who we love and they too experience pain and why is pain so important so today i am going to explain why and how we can write pain that the readers can feel. Hi, my name is J.K. Noble and you're listening to A Pen's Sorcery. If we were to embody pain into one cognizant being for fun, we will realize religion has already done this. And they call that embodiment the devil. <laughs> we might get a little dark here, but that's okay. It will perk up in a minute. <laughs> Stay with me. So, the devil translated from Hebrew means the adversary, which means the one who is meant to obstruct or oppose or create obstacles. Now, wouldn't life be so great had the devil not existed? Of course, there would be no evil inclination, and there would be no person or thing that experiences pain in this world anymore. Now, if we think about it, this embodiment works 24-7 to create obstacles for all beings but what do we lose had the devil not existed if we dig deeper we can see that it is it is not just pain that it inflicts but it also provides us with the most beautiful thing we have on earth and that is stories stories exist because of opposition had no one been opposed in their lives stories would cease to exist Putting it simply, if there is no problem, there is no plot. And if there is no plot, there is no story. Had we never experienced opposition, there would be no journey to go on. There would be no lessons to be learned. Nothing would be earned, only given. Sure, no one would have a dark side. But with your dark side comes consequence. Like what the red beetle experienced after she had stolen that fruit she experienced the consequence of her dark deed even though she meant it in a she meant it as a good action to feed her children take opposition out of the equation and consequence would cease to exist there are positive and negative aspects of this analogy of course since we would all prefer a pain-free life 
But what would be the purpose of living in a world where there is nothing to be learned? Isn't pain a test for the unwounded? As they say, pain is gain. Without pain, our true character would be unrevealed. The fact of the matter is, pain calls forth choice. And without it, our true characters would be unrevealed. Being creatures of free will, the choices we make as individuals create our character. Pain gives us the opportunity to shine. The beauty in it is that all life goes through different but similar experiences, which makes all stories one of a kind, but relatable to one another. Pain unites us in more ways than we think. Just think about all the possibilities. People on the other side of the world are experiencing the same hardships as you. People in the past have gone through the same hardships as you. Stories in the Bible, for example, have lived on for thousands of years because we can find ourselves in those people mentioned there. And we are studied through their strength. King David, for example, is one of the many people we find in the Bible who have no reason at all to continue to be moral and kind and gracious and noble or faithful because he has gone through so many unfathomable hardships. Yet, since he and countless others have overcome these hardships time after time with grace, including his faults and his mistakes, he is not just humanized, he is inspiring. Often through the struggles of life, reading about characters that have challenged their challenges gives us the courage not to change our shape according to how the harsh world wishes to mold us. On the other hand, some characters indeed have gone through much but wear their pain on their sleeves as if to now dispense it throughout the world, even to those who are innocent and as bystanders, we register these people as the villain. And villains feel as though their cruelty is justified because they have experienced cruelty. The point is, without the adversary, stories wouldn't exist. Not in literature and not in the waking world. Our struggles do not characterize us. But what we do when we are met with struggle certainly does. And for all of these reasons... Pain is important and necessary, especially when you are writing a story. There are so many different types of pain and that's what makes it so fun to be a writer. The possibilities of struggles you can create for your characters are absolutely endless. And you do not have to feel like a bad guy for creating obstacles for your characters. Because pain is important and we're going to go deeper into that. So the first type of pain is emotional pain, and this could result from the aftermath of abuse, poor circumstances, and how people treat and perceive your character, including how they treat and perceive themselves. Impactful emotional turmoil could result from helplessness, like seeing your loved one go through something traumatic and not being able to do anything about it. It could result from grief, like losing a loved one or losing something you care very much about. There must be a reason for the emotional pain your character is going through. If they are experiencing depression, why are they experiencing depression? What would make them genuinely happy otherwise? Writers often think in their characters' heads. 
And you can use this superpower of yours to showcase the thought process of the reader. What is experiencing this loss like? What is it like to endure these difficult circumstances? Emotional pain often leads to stress, which can take a toll on the body. A stressed body might feel fatigued, might have a loss of appetite, or could even have trouble sleeping. Does your character have the strength to go on and continue to try to move past their obstacles? Or is the emotional pain too much to bear? What particular situation would be their breaking point emotionally? And what situation will give them hope? What can change and turn their circumstances around? And how can they take action to bring this change into fruition? Will they find happiness in this change? Because oftentimes we think that the change will give us happiness and oftentimes we are wrong. So it depends on your character and their circumstance and how they will perceive the change after the change has come. I often find that a character can endure many physical pains but struggle to overcome emotional pain. Emotional pain often resurfaces. A memory always tends to live on in our minds. A character could have issues forgiving and forgetting a bad memory. It could be something that they thought they had laid to rest long ago but later find themselves angry or sad about the fact that it happened because they believe they did not deserve it. When in emotional pain, people often place blame on the outside world. They fault the person who had inflicted the pain, even if it was unconsciously done. They might even blame God because again they deem themselves undeserving of hardship. The pain you construct for your characters should be bringing them to new heights. It should teach them to fully embrace their power and their true character. Often the pain a character experiences makes no sense until the end of the journey when we see how much that they have changed and grown and learned and we feel proud of them. Then comes physical pain. This can be pain derived from an impact, an abrasion, or whatever. Internal pain is pain that you cannot see. It could be from an illness, from sickness or disease. You cannot physically see this pain, but there could be so many symptoms. Pain derived from the sinuses, for example, can include headaches, dripping nose, sore throat, clogged ears, and eye crust, you name it. <laughs> Other types of pain can include body aches, fatigue, nausea, and the list goes on. Always research the illness that you are writing about, especially if you are writing about one that actually exists. Because let's say you might be a fantasy writer that would like to create a certain illness. Um, then you would have to elaborate about the symptoms and experiences there. Your research will make the experiences as authentic for your characters as it will be for your readers. And of course, when pain gets bad, there is always medicine. Often we find that medicine can relieve the symptoms of an illness but doesn't necessarily cure it. And there could be a shocking list of side effects that come along with it. And this could be a very hard choice your character makes as they decide what would be the better outcome for themselves. Are the side effects worth the risk? What is it like to be using this medicine? How is your character different on this medicine or what if they cannot afford the medicine they need? The intensity of pain will urge people toward a quick fix rather than improving their overall health oftentimes. 
However, there are some who prefer home remedies and lean towards vitamins and herbology. What category does your character fall into when we talk about this topic? The effectiveness of someone's care often depends on their caretakers, doctors, nurses, etc. It is entirely possible that someone gets falsely prescribed or falsely, falsely diagnosed or that a standard of medicine for a specific ailment does not take effect on this particular patient as everyone reacts to medication differently. And as you can see, the possibilities of writing illness involving medicine are endless. Now, medicine in the fantasy genre is so much fun. Think back to Alice in Wonderland, the most iconic of the fantasy stories that include liquid substances that could um, have the power to shrink or expand you, you name it. Many fantasy stories feature potions and concoctions. Um, Alice in Wonderland is but one of them. And often we see witches perform magical rituals that involve creating these substances. The power of these substances vary from turning people into frogs to curing illnesses. It could do anything that your heart desires. If you are writing fantasy and want to create medicine, here are some things you can think about. What is the medicine for? Does it have any side effects? Will it make you shrink, grow, change your hair color? What will it do? You could be as silly and nonsensical as you like. How long do the side effects last? What color is it? What does it smell like? What does it taste like? How is it administered? Is it administered orally through a shot up the nose? <laughs> you can be as creative as you like. How viscous is it? What is it made of? Are the ingredients hard to come by? Is it hard to make? How is it made? Is it a laborious process to make it? I read several fantasies where the authors do not go much into detail about their magical substances, but it is always good to think about the details in case it is needed later on in your story. How can we write physical pain? This is fun to include during battles and fights. As we know, getting into a fight can lead to wounds, blows, scrapes, and even death. Get creative. If your character has lost an extremity, why was this your plan to challenge them in that way? Don't just hurt your characters for no reason. Research the pain you want to give your character. What would this kind of wound look like? What color is it? Is there blood? How much blood flow is there? Is the character turning pale or losing consciousness? And how long will it take them to heal? Don't just think about the short-term effects of having this wound, but also the long-term effects. Will they have to deal with the pain of this wound long after it's been received? For example, a broken leg once healed might not ever move or feel the same again. And when you are writing, here is a tip. Isolate the part of the body that is experiencing pain. Think back to when you were in pain. Think back to that part of the body you experienced that pain. Think back to the part of the body that was hurting you. Suddenly, no other part of your body matters as much. And neither does anything that is going on in your life. Not your mortgage, not your debt not your family, not your schoolwork, nothing matters as much as relieving that pain. How did you behave while you were in pain? What did you do to relieve that pain? How far were you willing to go to rid yourself of that pain? Now, how does your character deal with pain? As we know, pain tolerance is different for everyone. 
Here are some questions you can ask yourself when developing your character's reaction to pain. Is your character tolerant of pain or are they more on the sensitive side? How do they react? Do they scream, moan, clench their bodies, squirm, shout, breathe heavily, or hallucinate? How far are they willing to go to rid themselves of the pain? Will they turn to drugs or alcohol to numb themselves? Will they begin to act selfishly and do cruel things to hurt others as a result of their pain? How does your character feel having to go through this illness and then having to deal with the aftermath of maybe the medicine that they are taking? How will your character grow after this pain? Will they become better? Will they become a better or worse person after experiencing it? Will they relate to others who are in pain because of their experience? Or will they become bitter and place blame for their past circumstances? Let's talk about relief. If it has never rained, would we care for the sun? Relief plays a major part in pain. What does it feel like to experience that relief? Does the mind of your character suddenly clear up once they experience relief? What are their next steps in the story after experiencing that pain? Many times, the pain people experience does not allow them proper sleep. Is your character exhausted? Do they need rest? Can they afford rest? Or do they need to get back on their weary feet and resume their mission as they are pressed for time? Is this a short-term relief or long-term relief? Have they been cured fully or are they using a numbing agent? In terms of emotional pain, relief can come from support of a friend or from experiencing a positive change in their circumstances. Experience is something that is not often spoke about when it comes to writing about a character's pain. And it is equally as important as the other factors we talked about today. Consider going through something you have already experienced. It is suddenly more easier to go, it, go through it a second or a third time. Now consider a chronic sickness and the same symptoms on repeat. It could be hell. And then after a while, the person might start to cope with the pain. Over time, the pain becomes a new normal and the person's tolerance for it will increase. This is an extreme case, of course. And it can also happen with emotional pain. Experiencing death or mental abuse or any sort of non-physical pain can make you as hard as your circumstances. Often I find that those who have experienced more than their fair share of hardships in life are very capable of overcoming arising hardships. For some, experience makes no difference. Keep that in mind. Does your character move along and change according to the pain that they've faced? Are they stronger or is the pain too much for them to handle? Are they resistant? Remember, too much pain can be very harmful as every person has their own breaking point. What is your character's breaking point? Now, my number one tip for making your story as intriguing as possible is to ask yourself what can go wrong. You don't need to give your characters mercy. As much as we think we do, people don't want to read about heaven. There are no problems in heaven and no problems means no plot. Making your character experience hardships gives them the opportunity to shine through their actions. It showcases who they truly are in the face of hardship and opposition. Now my next tip 
is to think about how your specific character will react once that something has gone terribly wrong. To know how your character will react means you need to know them like the back of your hand. And it's very important if you want to write a solid character. Did these tips help? What type of pain are you writing about? Let me know in the comments below. Thank you for listening to The Pen Sorcery. My name is J.K. Noble and I'll be seeing you in our next episode. Bye!